Hello everybody, I'm Hannah. I'm Kylie. And this is... Back Up For Grabs. Today we're going to be talking about... Ep- nope. Season 3. Episode, episode 1. Yeah. A question of trust. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're just very excited for season 3. I have... It's it's weird because there's nothing that particularly like happened. And I didn't hate season 2, but I've never been this pumped to like start a new season. Well, and you and I talked about it, like, this is not one of our normal rewatch seasons, like, that we choose to go back to on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. and so I think we're just excited to see this cast, well, some of them, um, in their first season again. So good. Shall we do our 15 second recap? Yes. Would you like to go first? Since I do. (laughs) All right, a, a safari truck entrance, a huge long trek back to their flag, um, literally no camp, first community challenge, very physical, and Samburu wins, and they vote out Diane. Good job. I didn't get into, like, any of the drama, but it's okay. You were all challenged, very physical, and I thought you were going to be, like, and challenging. It just seemed <laughs> like something that was coming, and I was a little disappointed, but it's fine. All right, you ready? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> That's too bad. Ready? Go. Uh, we get introduced to the red and gold tribes. Um, Samburu seems like they don't like each other that much, and Boran is fine, and then there's an immunity challenge, and you have to light things on fire, and Boran wins. Nope, loses, and they vote out Diane. <laughs> that is accurate for the most part. Boran wins, and then loses. That's the... And they have to light things on fire. I they like did. that part. I didn't really specify what or that it was, like, part of the challenge. It's okay. You know, just a bunch of pyros over here. So, can I just say that, again, for the record, I am so excited for Survivor Africa. Like, the fact that it is Africa as a continent, Mm -hmm. we got to see all the, like, animals at the beginning. They're literally on this safari truck as the entrance. The Africa footage is Really top tier. I'm loving it. I feel like I'm watching a National Geographic. Well, and like the cultural pieces too, like with the natives being a part of it. Mm -hmm. They used to do a really good job the first few seasons of incorporating the actual like land and the natives and all of that into like challenges, rewards. Just they're filming, and I feel like they don't do that anymore because everything's in Fiji. (laughs) Just like I want vacation, we're going to Fiji. Yeah, he's like beach. Perfect weather. I've heard that the filming laws are less restrictive in Fiji, which is why they do it there all the time. I heard a no. rumor they bought their own island. I actually would not be surprised if that was the case. Because it all seems to be rather yeah. monopolized. It's, it just feels the same. <laughs> like, yeah. you could show me a clip from season three and season, like, 19, and I could tell you where it is, what season it's from. Yeah. But if it's, like... I don't know. 38 to 42. I just got, well, all the way back to like 30, really. I, I don't know. (laughs) There's beach. There's some, some sand, some palm trees. Anyway, um, (laughs) the other thing that I wanted to point out, which made, I think both of us very happy is the. That Ethan is there. Well, besides that, because we love him. Um, the color distinctions between the tribes. Yes, so we have a red and gold theme this season. Um, 49ers. Gryffindor. <laughs> you can see where our loyalties lie. I also put um, House Lannister because that seemed oh, okay. topical. I could see that. Um, but yeah, red is Samburu and gold is Boran. And they're named after uh, like native tribes that live 
And I guess near them because they're certainly not right on their land. (laughs) Um, And they both, they kind of get dumped by, like Kylie said, the safari van. And they're being yelled at to get out. Given maps to go on a, quote, long hike with, quote, as much as they can carry. However, they choose to interpret that. (laughs) Very differently. Yeah. So Samburu kind of just grabs whatever they can. Baran, is it Baran or Samburu that goes extra on the water? I think it's Samburu. Baran dumps it out. Okay, so it's Baran that goes extra on the water. And then they're like, yeah. Yeah. We can't carry all this. Yeah. So they leave it on the ground. (laughs) So sad. I think, and I told Kylie this while we were watching, that they should have had everyone drink as much as they could from what they were about to dump out, and then if they really felt like they needed to dump it, then dump the rest, but at least you've salvaged... Some water. A little bit. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and we kind of see this later. The fact that they don't have water comes back to haunt them later, Mm -hmm. so... I don't think they have a ton of huge physical differences on their teams, except maybe that Clarence might slightly benefit Baran, and so the fact that they lost, I think, is pretty much... We'll get to it later, but pretty well, much Silas down to is also kind of a huge human. But Clarence's abs. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't get to really we need to focus Silas on what's important. <laughs> His abs. <laughs> they were very evident right away, whereas other people develop abs throughout the seasons. Other people don't develop abs; they just lose fat and muscle <laughs> until abs sort of appear sometimes. Fair. Except some dudes are just get so skinny that you can see their Rib. ribs. Yeah. But we're not there yet. No, not there Clarence yet. is still beefy. Yes. Silence is very attractive. All right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And then they're really struggling to get back to camp. Like, they... Both tribes. Yeah. They can't carry things very well. They're tripping over their own feet. Um, correction, Diane. Is tripping over her. Well, Diane is also trying to read a map incorrectly. Yeah, which, that was interesting. There wasn't, there was a lot of clips of people criticizing how she was going about navigating. Um, But it seems like they ended up where they were supposed to and didn't get lost. Like, it was kind of discussed and then just never brought up again. Yeah. Um, But Diane was in charge of the map. And I guess maybe that's because she's... They put as her occupation that she's a postal service mail carrier. Yeah, and so I bet people thought that she was probably better at navigating than she led on to be. Ended up. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they all get back to their own flags. Um, and these flags are kind of like encompassed within this makeshift fencing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made out of like sticks and yeah. brush and stuff just standing up in the But ground. all they really have is this flag, a random tree, and then this fence surrounding it. And they're given tree mail and they are basically given three slash four instructions. One is to secure the fence mm-hmm. because that's the only thing protecting them from the wild animals. Two, they have to always have a fire burning. Mm-hmm. Three, two people need to be awake at all times. And then four was about, like, the water. They have to, like, follow this little trail to get to it. Um, and that they always had to boil it for, like, five minutes before they could drink it. Mm-hmm. So th- those are, like, their rules to live by right now. And I feel like 
Samburu kind of failed at the water aspect of that one. Mm-hmm. Whereas Boran just couldn't make fire very successfully at all. And so they kind of, their water sources are all quite a bit away from this fenced-in camp area. Uh, Samburu's is more or less gross, um, just a muddy creek, kind of, from the looks of it. Like, the water's barely moving. Yeah, it's like a sitting water mud puddle. Mm-hmm. And I bet it's like a spring, like it probably comes up through the ground, because there's no flowing like, water river in sight. Yeah. yeah. Um, and everyone's kind of thrown a fit about that a little bit, which I think is kind of understandable because this isn't just the first place they happen to find water. It's their designated water source indefinitely until the merge. You and I thought that the water source in Australia was bad when, like, it was murky river water. Like, this is way worse than that. Because it's that, but it's shallow and there's only... A little bit of it, so you don't have a choice. Right. I don't know how they're gonna bathe. Like, mm. it's gonna get real stinky real fast. Mm-hmm. And then over in Bran, their water situation also isn't great, but I would say it's significantly better than yeah. They Tambaroos. have it's a little deeper. Mm-hmm. They look like it kind of they could you could kind of see the water coming fresh from the spring like you were talking about because it was more of a water hole and we saw big tom kind of like digging at it and so they were constantly getting more water from that specific spot yeah and it was a hole i think that's the best way to describe it because it was deep enough that they could you know kind of well and while big tom was digging i actually noticed that one of the girls that went with him was like hey like you need to do this faster like it's not safe for us here which kind of just also speaks to their landscape right now mm-hmm. and i would be freaked out too just while they were uh i think it was while samburu was walking you could see like giraffes walking super close to them and even if animals aren't predatory or aggressive to begin with just having living things that you don't control that close to you is, there's a level of, like, right. oh. <laughs> um, that being said, the scenery is absolutely beautiful. We got some, like, sunset and sunrise clips that are, ah, oh, it makes me want to go. Yeah, and overhead shots, and oh, that was great. Feels like National Geographic. It really does. Yeah, so then when they're back, Samburu's got water, Baran's got water, but they can't trying to make fire. really drink it until they boil it. So... Apparently, while people were off getting water, Samburu figured out that they have the medical kit with a bunch of stuff in it, um, including a telescope with a removable lens. Um, and so Kim takes it out and gives it to Silas, essentially, and the two of them kind of get a fire going, and then it becomes this group team effort. Yeah. And they get it. It's a pretty impressive flame to be honest mm-hmm. <laughs> um this was my first like negative impression of kim i don't remember her from watching it the first time mm-hmm. um but just first impression not getting good vibes from her like i appreciate that she found the telescope that was cool very resourceful gave it to silas who's probably going to be able to do more with it than she could good for her but then while he's you know, blowing on it and trying to make the fire, she's constantly, like, micromanaging him. Like, do this. Don't do that. You got it. Like, do this, do this, do this. 
no, don't inhale the smoke. It's like, okay, do you want to do it? Because, like, I don't need to hear you coaching him on how to do what he's already doing successfully. I feel like you started off that by, like, going carefully because you know I like him. And then as you got more and more, you were like, yeah, F it. I'm and like, then... <laughs> well, like, I am going to tread a little lightly because, like, maybe I will like her as it develops. But first impressions, not vibing with her. I thought she was more on the side of, like, being encouraging and cheerful and, like, being there as an assistant rather than trying to... Because obviously if she wanted to do it, she could have... Like, she didn't have to tell anybody that she found this... Mm-hmm lens um and she did get in there once he was kind of because the smoke was literally going like right into his face which obviously he can't control control, but he kind of pulled away and then she blew on it but Mm -hmm. i like her she seems like the least whiny younger girl on their Mm -hmm. tribe but i think Lindsay's the only other one and i oh i (laughs) hannah needs to make a correction so (laughs) setting the record straight when we were doing our uh, recap and preview episode uh, two weeks ago. Yes. Now. Yeah. Um, I had said that I remembered Lindsay and that she's one of my favorites. I got Lindsay and Kelly, which are both the two cute blonde girls on their respective tribes, um, mixed up. I like Kelly a lot, and I stand by that. She's the one that said it's not safe out here when mm-hmm. Ethan and Big, Big Tom. Tom were getting water. Um, Lindsay is whiny and... If I haven't seen the whole thing in a long time, but if I remember correctly, I hate her. Um, so, <laughs> bottom line, just wanted to make that clear. Big fan of Kelly. Lindsay can get voted out next. Yeah, don't care. Um, I think if I remember correctly, she's also a big source of strife in Samburu between mm. like the older coalition and the younger kids mm-hmm. uh but i think that that tribe is like you i mean you kind of pointed out some tension with them i think that they're going to have a lot moving forward too and it's interesting because when they were walking to their flag after being dumped off the truck mm-hmm. so they each like the older kind of group and the younger kind of group took different approaches or you could kind of start pointing that out like they so the older people wanted to get there like let's just get there as fast as we can, like, let's hustle. And, like, they were kind of being a little obnoxious about it, you know, like, telling them, walk faster, let's go. But the younger group was trying to be, like, getting to know each other and, like, oh, like, where did you get that from? How are you doing? Like, let's get to know each other. And so, like, I think personally I'd be more inclined to get to my tribe before I start making those conversations, especially since we have, like, such a long walk to go. And, like, they're kind of dilly-dallying in a sense. And it was – I – I think I also knock Kim for that as well, because she was part of the dilly-dallying. That's fair. I think it was less the older people and more just Frank. (laughs) That's also true. every time you see them complaining, it's like the older, like, not that they're, like, also part of the problem, but they weren't saying much, Mm -hmm. and Frank was the only one that was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I I could feel his pain a little bit, because it's like, like you said, once you're in that, like, let's just get there mode, it's very difficult to move past anyone who's not not on that same page. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you have so many, like, heavy things to carry and, like, clearly a long, difficult trek ahead of you. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Brandon and Frank end up not vibing. Yes. I had good first impressions of Brandon. He reminds me so much of this guy I went to undergrad with. Um, so shout out Noah if you're watching, but Listening. he, huh? Listening. Maybe. Oh, yeah. 
I hope you're not watching. That'd be a little creepy because no one's in this apartment. <laughs> uh, yeah, listening. But he's... He doesn't seem super whiny to me yet, which is my number one I don't like you if you're a whiner. Yes. Like, you're actually, on Survivor. In a show like this, you know exactly you, what you're signing exactly. up for. You're going to be hungry. You're going to smell bad. You're not going to get great sleep. You're going to be tired and bored yes. all the time. Yes. That's just what it is. <laughs> this is Survivor. Yeah. Not Big Brother. And he had some, like, fun commentary, too. Like, I feel like he's not afraid to give his actual insight and not just try to summarize things. But he also was pretty good about knowing when and where to talk. Like, I think Frank kind of started to get on their nerves when they actually got to the camp. Mm -hmm. And he went and talked to one girl about it instead of, like, you know, talking bad to Frank to his face. So, like, good social awareness Yeah. yeah, in the beginning. And we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for now. For now. Thumbs up. So, Meanwhile, ultimately, Samburu does get fire. And yes. And they to... manage to keep it up, at least until they go to the challenge, and I'm sure it got burnt out there. But, yeah. They get to come back. But they know how to get anyway. it. Yeah, Cute. they know how to get it. Um, But Boran did not get fire before the challenge. No. Which means they also didn't get water before the challenge. Which we find out to be very detrimental to them. Yeah. So... First in, challenge is a lot. Well, real quick. In place of oh, having water before the challenge. Cherry gate. They, <laughs> they decide to open a can of cherries and basically their protocol is going to be they're going to pass around the can and every person gets one cherry and passes it and they'll just go through the whole can that way. Mm-hmm. And they're hoping that this is going to give them a little bit of sugar and a little bit of liquid because there is juice in the can as well. Um, major suspicion already casted on Clarence who appears to be taking... Two cherries at a time instead of one. I don't think it was obvious enough that anyone's going to call him out on it, but Ethan noticed, Kelly noticed, there's a couple people that I don't think it. Big Tom noticed, otherwise he would have pointed it out to the group. Oh, yeah. Right then and there. Big Tom does not give a rat's ass about optics at all. He's like, Big guys- Tom says what comes into Big Tom's mind. <laughs> yeah. I think there's... Either a very strong connection between brain and mouth, or a very small connection between <laughs> brain and, I don't know, brain, because... Oh, Big Tom. Yeah. He's... He's... I will say most of my favorite quotes, though, are gonna come from Big Tom this season. I just I see it I think so, happening. too. <laughs> he's a funny dude. Yes. Alright, so, now we can jump into the challenge. Right? Okay, so we get to the challenge, and, I mean, the tribal... Or the... Tree male that alerts them of the challenge, doesn't really give them much insight as to what the challenge is going to be. It just says, you're going to win or you're probably going to vote someone out. Which, like, yes. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) So we get to the challenge, and it's basically, there's this huge cart with a fire canister on it, and they're going to have to work as a tribe to maneuver this cart around this, like, course, basically, Mm -hmm. lighting wooden towers as they go. And one of the towers is at the top of this super tall like mountain rock mountain thing that one of their tribe mates has to go um climb and then the finish line is at the end of this like long sand run basically and so whoever completes it first obviously wins and they win fire they don't have to go to tribal so they get immunity and they get a fire cart which jeff thinks they can use to like gather firewood or gather water um at their own tribes Mm -hmm. so it's pretty pretty good for the first yeah 
rewards but clearly a super physical challenge yeah and even though sam bruce had some water it's not a lot like they're all still hurting Mm -hmm. (laughs) so well i'm pretty sure sam actually was the tribe that broke some of their like water canisters on their walk over yeah and so they were drinking like basically soiled water at the time um, without burning it because they said something like if you leave the lid open or if it's not like enclosed then it turns bad mm-hmm. so they're not having good water at this point either until after they got their fire yeah so they're not significantly advantaged but it's it's, it's something just enough yeah <laughs> so pretty much the entire most of the entire challenge until the third uh tower yeah Buran is ahead they're the gold tribe, and then Samburu is trailing, but they're right on Buran's tail, so it's not like they're, you mm-hmm. know, way off in the boondocks. And what we did notice was that each tribe kind of has a different strategy. Buran put Ethan and Lex at the front, which are, like, two of their strongest guys pulling the cart, mm-hmm. whereas Samburu put two girls in front. Mm-hmm. And let me just say for the record right now, I don't remember those two girls' names. I'm assuming one of them is Kim, but I don't like either of the only similarity is that they put, or S- Baran put Clarence in the back, so they both kind of have a strong guy. Right, because Samburu has Silas in the back. And Frank, and yeah, anyone yeah. that has any kind of yeah. push, basically. Who's their other dude? Carl. Mm-hmm. He's like middle-aged, kind of. Mm-hmm. He's big. big. I yeah. don't know if he's strong, but. Strong he's, enough? Yeah. He's probably gonna do more than Kim will with a cart. Mm. <laughs> Not that that's saying no. much. But they were pretty even for most of the challenge until they kind of got to the sand part. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you couldn't... You, I, it, was, it was painful to watch. So, yeah, the final leg. So, you see Buran hit the last tower first, and then Samburu's right on their tail. Le- Lex or Ethan goes up from Buran to get the last... I think it was Ethan. And you see Silas go up. Mm-hmm. Silas just barely beats him. Yeah. And then I think Sam is just kind of energized because they're like, all right, we're almost there. And they're yeah. pushing. And Bran just runs out of gas entirely. Entirely. And, like, they've been falling over, like, periodically, ungracefully throughout they, the challenge. Both tribes have. Yeah, yeah. Both, both have. But, like, they could not drag this cart through the sand mm-hmm. any slower. And... Well, they lose. So once they go to tribal council, Diane kind of says she tripped and wasn't really helping in that final bit. And so I'm sure it's a combination of everyone being tired and now it's more weight to to carry, not less. Yeah, exactly. So it was just the perfect storm for Samburu. And Hannah and I were both kind of sad to see Boran lose, mainly because we like the people on Boran. And there's definitely people that I like on Samburu, but as a whole, we're rooting for Grant. <laughs> yeah, we like the gold tribe. So, I don't know. It's just kind of a bummer. You feel bad. Yeah. And at the end of the challenge, Diane kind of passes out-ish. Yeah, she really, her eyes are fluttering. She's laying down. It's not a great... She's being carried back to camp. Mm-hmm. And then once we're at camp, more drama ensues. Yeah, so they all decide now that we have fire, we're going to go get water. Or, yeah, they don't have fire yet. No, they but they're going to get it at Tribal Council. So they all go to the watering 
So that they're ready area. to come back from tribal. And Clarence says he's going to stay back with Diane to make sure she's okay. Because obviously she's just slightly fainted. Um, and it seems like okay. But then while they're all at their little watering Water. area. Everyone kind of starts to share their suspicions that maybe Clarence wanted everyone to leave so that he could kind of drink more water, have a little extra food, have some food. Mm-hmm. And it's just very clear that there's pretty much no trust between Clarence and the rest of the tribe. And it's interesting because when we had the first cherry can, it seemed like it was mostly one or two people that were suspicious. Yeah, but now it's everybody's noticed. Everyone feels like there's at least a chance if nothing else, that he's going to take advantage. And ultimately, they're kind of like, well, even if that is the case, there's not a lot we can really do about it. Yeah, so we'll just have to check on things when we get back. Yeah. So they get back, and Diane tells people... she appears, She's standing up. She yeah. appears to be feeling better. Yeah, she tells people that Clarence opened a can of beans so that she could have some food. Mm-hmm. And I believe her. I think that, I mean, I don't, we obviously don't know exactly how it went down. Clarence freaks out. He says, yeah. you know, no, that's not what happened. I opened a can of beans because you asked for a can of beans. Right. And she's like, I didn't ask for one. You said you were going to open one for me, essentially. Yeah, to make her feel better since she was struggling. Not doing well. Very yeah. obviously. Um. Either way, I mean, okay, so one, I think Clarence is in the wrong. He shouldn't have opened any type of food without the rest of his tribe there. Two, if Diane asked for beans and is now taking it back saying, no, you opened it for me without me asking, that's kind of a rough situation. If she didn't ask for it and he said he was going to open it and she didn't say, like, oh, don't, like, I mean, she ate it regardless. She admitted she ate it regardless. So she either was okay with him opening it or she asked for him to do it. Either way, I think they're both culpable. I think that Clarence is more so because he wasn't the one feeling bad. Regardless of whether he opened a can for her, which is what he claims, there is no reason that he also needed to eat. Oh, 100%. I don't think that a can should have been opened. Right. I just also blame Diane. I, yeah... Because either she encouraged him to do it to help her, or she didn't say no and still ate regardless. Yeah, I feel like the best thing that Clarence could have done in that situation was put a can of beans in front of her with the can opener and say, look, if you want to have some, I'm fine with that. I'm not going to. Yes. Or just give her some water, because clearly she was probably dehydrated after the challenge, and they might have some still saved up that is okay to drink. So just give her some of that. Yeah. I just think, yeah, they're, and now they hate each other. They're both like, he called me a liar, she called me a liar, I'm not a liar, so I'm voting this person out. And And it's like, obviously, like, people get super hangry, and I think this is, like, a different stage of that, because they're so deprived of water, which is even worse. they don't know each other. Yeah. You have no loyalty to this random person who's, yeah. So, the tribe gets back, they're pissed, Mm -hmm. and I don't think... Anyone would be mad if it was like, oh, she, you know, didn't feel well, so we thought some food might help. We gave her some beans. Mm-hmm. No tribe mate is going to be like, well, that wasn't okay. <laughs> like, what else are you supposed to do? You're yeah. in the wilderness. 
mom's not there to put a cold washcloth on your head and give you a banana, so right. options are limited. But the problem was that their stories weren't lining up. Clarence ate also, and it was an entire can. Mm-hmm. No one else on the tribe was consulted. Right. So, one, we're wondering, okay, what other food did you eat that you didn't fess up to? Mm-hmm. Two, was it really necessary for both of you to eat? Three, was it necessary for both of you to eat that much? Right. And Clarence doesn't seem to feel bad about it. He keeps telling everybody else that it's not a big deal, which is part of the reason that I think Diane is telling the truth, because if you genuinely felt bad or thought you did something wrong, you would say that, you would apologize, and it would probably blow over. Mm -hmm. But instead... It's just, it's not going well. No. <laughs> and we get pretty much no discussion of what they're going to actually do at Tribal. Yeah, at they kind of just say, like, oh, this is the day that we're going to Tribal. Like, this was not the day for all of this to happen. Because now it's fresh in their minds of the drama that just ensued right before they're about to vote someone out. Yep. And it's also, these two have not been in the group Tribe hike to go get water. Right. So I'm sure some bonding has happened there. So they're... I mean, both of them are at least on the bottom. So from an outside perspective, you kind of get the sense that either Diane or Clarence is going home. Mm -hmm. And you'd be right. Yeah. So we get into the tribal council area, which is super cool. Love it. Big fans. of Lots of huts. It's like an either recreated or like an abandoned native village. Village, yeah. And so it's got grass huts. It's got like some torches and stuff. It's, It's pretty cool. It might be the best one so far. I really like it. And the last really, one was cool with the waterfall. I was going to say, I really like the Australian But I'm one. really liking this one, I think, better. I don't know how much of this is just us being excited that there's something new going on. That's true. <laughs> but it's pretty... I'm loving it. Pretty impressive. So, we have a pretty abbreviated discussion of the events of the day and how things are going. Mm-hmm. Clarence says, you know, everybody already really cares about each other and what everyone thinks, and a couple of people appear to be scratching their heads a bit at why. What would prompt Clarence to say that? Mm. (laughs) He did seem remorseful, though, which is good. I mean, he needs to be. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon after that, Jeff says, all right, time to vote. We're going to vote. Please write in big block letters. I haven't, I didn't notice that in the earlier seasons, Jeff tells them, like, big block letters, like, Jeff needs to be able to read your writing, people. Yeah. And I, I wonder if that's something he says later. They just don't that's put cute. it in the actual cut. But yeah. It's funny. So. But it's. So everybody votes for Diane except for Big Tom and, and Diane. Diane. <laughs> Who vote for Clarence together. Cor- correct. So Diane goes home. Mm-hmm. And she seems pretty salty about it. Mm-hmm. But she's sick. She's. If she, if you're that ineffective day one, mm-hmm. it's not going to get better. No. So she's and not gone. only are you, but you're you're not a strong sick. You know, like Nick was sick for a while last season, but like he's useful. Mm-hmm. Diane is not. Yeah, but it's one of those things where like even if she was feeling okay, yeah. I don't know that she's an asset. So then no. why keep her? Right. And she's not particularly strong. No. She doesn't appear to be particularly hardworking. No. She also almost got them lost on the way there. Yep. So there's a lot of strikes. Yeah. For Diane. And I mean, Ethan kind of comments about why he picked Diane over Clarence, technically. Because, like, he's like, we still need to keep the tribe strong right now. You know, we'll see how it goes at the next round. Um, Hopefully, 
he can be an asset to help us get things in the future to help the tribe and then maybe get rid of him later. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it seems like Ethan said without saying that he doesn't really like Clarence all that much, but it's like, sorry, Diane, you're just collateral damage. Like, it's not that Clarence is better than you, it's just that he's the least worse option. Yes. It's not a huge compliment in Clarence's favor. No. Ethan, too, recognizes the importance of Clarence's abs. <laughs> That's what I'm taking from this. <laughs> Do you have a favorite quote from this episode? Mine's from Big Tom, which, I mean, you said it already. I think we're going to have a lot of Big Tom quotes this season. Uh, he basically yelled at Clarence, bad damn judgment, and I thought it was so super funny. <laughs> Mine is also from Big Tom. Big Tom at Tribal said, or when he was voting, he said, I forgive, but don't forget. And it's like, well, you also don't really forgive because you were the only other person that voted for Clarence. So we'll see how this plays out, Big Tom. Yeah. But I do like that quote. I do feel like he probably doesn't have any hard feelings. And he's like, I don't hate you as a person, but like, get out. Like, yeah. as a tribe mate, can't trust you. That's fair. So why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to move into a bit of a new segment, which we kind of teased on Instagram. On, and on our review preview. Recap preview. I still like review preview. I know. We should have thought of that before we started calling it recap. It's okay. There's still, what, 39 seasons to adjust if we felt <laughs> like it? We're anyway, always adapting. So we have a listener audio clip um, commenting on this season. So we're going to play that for you guys and then jump back into it. Should I introduce our guest speaker? Oh, sure. Go for it. So our guest speaker for this episode is Jimmy McFeely. I went to undergrad with him, and we had a Congress class together where he was our Speaker of the House. Ooh. Um, But yeah, we kind of just stay in contact ever since, and he's a big fan of Survivor too, and constantly texts me about rewatch episodes, so I poked him to see if he wanted to be a part of this season, and he was very excited about it. So basically, I asked Jimmy three questions. I sent him, who's your favorite tribe? Any immediate first impressions? And who would you vote out at the end of this first episode? Okay, here are my takes. Season three, episode one, Survivor Africa. Uh, Straight off the bat, Samburu, clearly the better tribe. Uh, got the intelligence to, one, not dump out your water when the letter literally says take all you can carry. Uh, also, smart enough to figure out how to get fire from the telescope. Big brain moves. Although, I gotta say, justice for my man Frank. He, he was right. Like, to, to rip off the dude from the Big Lebowski... You're not wrong, Frank. You're just an asshole. But it's day one. You don't chit-chat trying to get to camp. You get to camp, and you can chit-chat there, in the shade, whatever. No chit-chat on the hike into camp. I think you absolutely have to vote out Clarence. There is no world in which... (sighs) Clarence, if you can't be a team player, you can't be a part of the tribe. I would pass on the, like, tribe strength, got to win the challenges. Nah, if you can't trust that guy to not eat the only food you have out there, he's got to go. 
it's a no-brainer call to me. Okay, so those were our hot takes from Jimmy. Thank you for participating. I think we're going to have some disagreement, though, Jimmy, because... <laughs> First of all, I think... Because Kylie has to fight everyone about their opinions. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, I think we both agree that we prefer Boran. Yeah, okay. If not Jimmy, only because Jimmy, of the people Jimmy. that are on it. <laughs> I, okay. I do think if you're just looking at challenge wins, Timberu probably is the better tribe yeah. just based on that metric. And I agree that Boran was stupid and dumping out water. But I don't think that makes them the clearly better tribe. Because I think, so far, Brand likes each other more. They have more team spirit. They have better other, people. Other than Clarence. Right. Fairly. Right. And they don't have whiners. No. Which, again, is a big no-no in my book. <laughs> yeah. And plus, which tribe do you really want to be on? You want to be on Brand. I mean, fairly, I want to be on the winning tribe. Okay. I just wish that that was Brand. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. Uh, as far as justice for Frank, we did kind of touch on that. Yeah. Our... I mean, I agree with you. I think they shouldn't have chit-chatted on the way to camp. And I don't think Frank pointing out that they're being slow makes him a terrible tribe mate or right. however they were trying to spin that. He did get a little bit, I think, unnecessarily aggressive when he's like, what do they think this is, a mall? Like, they're talking about, uh, like personal item. item being chapstick or whatever. Like, I think if you're talking and you're still hiking, who cares? The problem wasn't that they were talking, it's that they were talking while not hiking. But yeah, continuing to keep a move on it. Yeah. <laughs> and... I mean, and Frank did contribute pretty significantly in the challenge, so he was a good asset to them there. Yeah, I have no real positive or negative feelings towards Frank yet. I believe my feelings turn negative, I think, but you might have to defend Frank later, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna call Jimmy back and be like, all right, so Frank turned out to be a turd. What are your thoughts? He <laughs> did text me saying I can provide more on Frank if need be, so <laughs> we'll be calling on you for that. Um, Jimmy, you also would vote out Clarence, which is interesting to me. Um, I don't think that it's maybe as much of a no-brainer as I think it, some audience members might feel. <laughs> I think it would be my second vote out of that tribe, at least currently. Um, it was definitely between Clarence and Diane. But, I mean, tribe strength, yes, is, I think, important. Is Clarence contributing? For the most part, yes. We've only had one challenge so far, and it was physical. And I think I just ding Diane more than I ding Clarence at this point, because she literally almost passed out after the challenge was very unhelpful during the challenge, was very annoying during the walk to camp at the very beginning of the episode, and has no immediate value that I can point out right now. Fair. I think if, we're if we were closer to the merge, I would be more in alignment with what Jimmy said, because then Clarence becomes a liability if he's not trustworthy. Mm -hmm. But at this point... You've got at least a few more opportunities to get him out if it turns out he's not loyal. Mm -hmm. And his loyalty doesn't really mean Jack at this point because your priority should be winning challenges. Mm -hmm. so. And they still have a decent amount of food stockpiled. So if for whatever reason Clarence continues to eat more than he necessarily should based off of what the tribe thinks, they still have a good amount to cover for it 
instead of like, oh, you right. ate the last of our food, now we're out of food. Yeah. Yep. So that being said, who are you voting out? Diane. You? Also Diane. Yeah. I just don't think she's that useful yet, which mm. sounds mean, but that's pretty much what I'm grading off. Yeah. I mean, this you, early on. you know me, I'm very consistent. If you're not actively playing, you're out. <laughs> yeah. Plus we have the whole fact that her and Clarence have competing stories. So there's no actual one of them had to go. Exactly. There's no proof that either way that she was telling the truth, yeah. you know? And I I think she was, but you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this will alleviate a little bit of tension in the tribe. Hopefully. But I wouldn't count on it. (laughs) So, that being said, shall we move into birthdays? Yeah. On August 7th, happy birthday to Morgan Rickey from season 36. On August 8th, happy birthday to Chad Crittenden from season 9. No birthdays on August 9th or August 10th. So, on August 11th, happy birthday to Stacey Stillman from season 1. Go Stacy, Amber Burkich Mariano from oh. season two, eight, and forty. <laughs> Sarah Jones from season four, and Xander Hastings from season forty-one. I can see you smiling as you say that. <laughs> I loved him. August twelfth, happy birthday to Will Wall from season thirty-three, and August thirteenth, happy birthday to Karen Grodel from season ten, Dave Ball from season nineteen, and Will Sims the second from season thirty. Who is Will Sims the first? We just all go by the second when we don't have to. <laughs> Maybe it's Sorry, his dad. Will. Congrats on being the second, the sequel. Okay. I think that about wraps it for us. So thank you for joining us for our very first episode of season three. Uh, I'm Hannah. I'm Kylie. And thanks for listening to Back Up for Grabs. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to podcasts. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Back Up for Grabs. Or you can email us at backupforgrabspod at gmail.com.